Thank you for joining us for this week's sermon podcast from the First United Methodist Church of Parable. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit who is here in and among us in the reading of the scriptures. Speak to us once more a word of your grace and lead us to share your grace in all that we do. In Christ's holy name, amen. Professor Charles Xavier manages a school for gifted mutants, gifted mutants with unique abilities. He works alongside a number of mutant teachers from the school, and together they form a vigilante group known as the X-Men. The X-Men. Who here has heard of the X-Men? Okay. The X-Men use, use their powers to stand up against villains such as Magneto and other followers. The X-Men are rarely successful in winning battles when fighting as an individual. To be victorious, each member brings their unique abilities and they join together for the greater good. Along with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, do y'all remember who they are? Okay, along with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from last week's sermon, the X-Men were a familiar cartoon during the 90s. And like Dane, I decided not to dress up as one of the characters today, and this is a good thing, especially this week. Last week, it would have been a turtle shell. The X-Men fight in full-body spandex. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) There are many decent underlining lessons that the show X-Men taught us as kids. Care for one another. Don't be prejudiced against someone different than you. Do what is right and, and do what is right together as a group. And today is the first day of Vacation Bible School, and this year's theme is Hero Hotline, the Hero Hotline. I love Vacation Bible School. It was one of my favorite things in the summertime as growing up as a kid, and now as an adult, it's just a wonderful thing to see all the kids today excited about seeing their friends and learning new songs and watching the skits and listening to the stories and working on crafts and wondering what the night's snack option will be. My favorite event at VBS when I was a kid was the Bible Story Room. The adults would spend weeks working on this story room every year. The setup was a secret. It would be behind lock and key, and only the adults working on setting up the story room were allowed in there. And then you anticipated opening night of VBS when your rotation went to that room and the door was opened and you entered into this wonderful space. Each year you hope to be the first group rotation that got to see the story room. And one year, our group went first. And that year's story was on the Exodus. And the room was so cool. I remember walking in and where the carpet should have been, it was a field of grass and leaves. And growing out of the grass and leaves, there were huge trees with vines everywhere. And there was even a dirt path that we had to follow to get to the story time. And this was a little bitty classroom, but when you walked in the door, you just got lost in awe and in wonder. Even if you looked up, you saw that the sky was black and they had little stars flashing all around Well, we made our way as kids, and of course, we were all excited, and and they had to calm us down just a little bit, but we got there at the story time area, and I remember Miss Debbie Peck was sitting there, and she had on her her most authentic-ish Exodus 
attire. It was kind of a made-to thing. I think some curtains and some ropes, but, but we were convinced. We were like, oh, she's an Israelite, and she went through the exodus. Well, they got us quiet, and they set us down, and, and in that moment, uh, Miss Peck told us the story of God's love, of God's grace, of God's provision. I love Vacation Bible School. I love the stories that it tells. And throughout time, stories come in all forms. And we see them in skits and in TV shows and perhaps stories that are shared throughout generations. And stories have helped communities name their values. And usually the lessons come out through a character, a main character like Moses, or perhaps a group of characters like the X-Men or the Ninja Turtles. This week, our kids are going to get to look at heroes in the Bible, perhaps some who have minor roles, but yet play a significant part in the story of our faith. Last week, we recalled the story of Moses, Moses being placed in the river and escaping Pharaoh's order for the massacre of the newborn children. And it was women who took a vital role in protecting Moses, you know, Moses' sister and mother and even Pharaoh's own daughter protected Moses, and because of their actions, Moses' life was spared, and he grew up and eventually led the people of Israel out of Egypt. Before the exodus took place, Moses spent some time in Midian. This is where he married a woman named Zipporah. Zipporah was the daughter of Jethro, who was a Midianite priest. Moses had a family, And Moses returns to Egypt to lead God's people out of captivity. And as the events of the Exodus unfolds, he sends his family back to live with Jethro. And in our text today, Jethro has brought Moses' family back to him as the nation of Israel is moving away from Egypt. Up until this point of the story, Moses was single-handedly leading the people of Israel. He was the mediator of all of the things, communication between Yahweh and Israel. Moses pointed the way forward. Moses even dealt with civil disputes. You name it, Moses was in charge. And Jethro witnessed Moses doing all the work alone. And Jethro tells Moses, Moses, this isn't good. You're going to wear yourself out. Jethro goes on to say, not only is it not good for you, but it's not good for the people of Israel. In the story of the Exodus, Moses is the main human character that we think about. He's a voice for liberation. He he went before Pharaoh and demanded freedom for all of Israel. He led a whole nation through the wilderness for 40 years. He delivered a set of commandments that would establish the rule for their faith practices. And he brings God's people to the promised land. Moses is the narrative's protagonist or the main character, a hero, if you will. But today, we have another essential character in the story. Someone who offers their gifts, gifts of observation, gifts of wisdom, gifts of assistance. Jethro. Jethro, who is a hero in his own right, Jethro arrives and brings with him unique gifts of observation and wisdom, and Jethro works aside Moses for the sake of the community. In his wisdom, Jethro encourages Moses to ask God for guidance. Jethro challenges Moses to teach the people. Jethro even names that it should be shared responsibility within the community. 
Jethro offers some great points, indeed three crucial practices that we find throughout our own faith's history. Seeking after God, teaching others about Jesus, and sharing in the ministry. There are so many stories that I could share on how I have witnessed this church seek after God, disciple others, and participate in shared ministry. Of course, there isn't enough time to name all the things this morning, but off the top of my head, here are a few examples that come to mind when focusing on these three values, seeking God, discipling others, and sharing ministry. Seeking God. Three worship services? Three worship services. At first, I wasn't sure that I would survive three services a Sunday. The staff begins each Sunday at 7 a.m., and that means that all of the lights are on, the coffee is brewed, that all of the little things are taken care of before we sit down at 7 a.m. to meet for the day. And at 7 a.m. on the dot, we meet with coffee in hand and go over the schedule for the day. And then it's off to the 8 a.m. service. Such an excellent service in this sanctuary. It's, it's different each time of the year. The sun peeks through the stained glass windows midway through the services. And it's like sunrise works alongside the coffee, awakening the body as the Holy Spirit awakens the soul. The 8 a.m. gathering is delicate in numbers, yet substantial in community and in spirit and consistency. And a lot of grace, especially for the pastors who are still waking up that morning. It is a fantastic hour of worship alongside wonderful people. Then we move to this hour, the 9 o'clock hour, which is a whole different vibe. As we transition from the sanctuary to the worship center, the sound of new morning greetings and the smell of fresh coffee fills the air, beckoning for yet another cup to consume and a smile to be shared. And we arrive just in time to mic up and to hear the band leading the second worship song before we plug into this hour of worship. There is something different about this space and the community that gathers here. There's all ages are present. Uh, We experience scripture and the Holy Spirit moving in different ways. The mood lighting, the music, visual aids, a larger community, coloring books, comfortable clothes, and yes, even donuts bring something unique to this hour of worship. What a wonderful time we have during the nine o'clock service. Then it's off to Sunday school hour. Visiting classes or teaching classes or, and if I'm just going to be honest with you, rewriting a joke that didn't work in the eight and nine services. But before you know it, the church bell is ringing again and the organ begins the prelude for the 11 o'clock service. And it's time to robe up and return to the traditional setting. This time, either a little more awake than the first service or a bit more tired because we're about to roll into the fourth hour. Either way, the traditional afternoon service includes a few more components, such as all of the stops on the organ are open. That means it's loud and full. There's a choir behind us filling the loft, a 100-plus worshipers gathering, special music, acolytes, and much, much more. It's another unique morning worship experience. After my first Sunday, I crashed so hard. And I woke up from my nap and I thought, man, that's a lot going on on Sunday mornings. And now, after four years, Sunday Sunday afternoon naps are still a thing. Yet, worshiping alongside this faith community in three different settings 
seeing worshipers seeking after God, gathering together, praying and searching the scripture and engaging in Bible studies. It's such a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful story for Paragold First United Methodist Church, and a story that will always be in my heart, teaching others. Discipleship comes in, in so many forms. Discipleship is a necessary part of our own spiritual growth. Over the years, I have learned that everyone, everyone is a teacher, not just in the classroom or over a study group. Everyone is a teacher. You might not know it, but someone is watching you and someone is learning from you. You are a teacher. I have watched members of all ages, directly or indirectly, teach invaluable lessons to others, lessons such as placing God first in all that they do, Lessons of caring for others, of praying deeper, of offering hospitality, of caring for the community, of just saying it's okay to get out of the comfort zone and others holding one another accountable for the journey of faith. Indeed, you have taught me a thing or two over the years as well. This community has many gifted believers who disciple others, and that is a beautiful testimony to the church's ministry. And as the church's numbers increase, the church needs more of you on the front line. Much like Jethro's suggestion to Moses, much is happening, more leaders are needed. And that brings me to the final reflection, sharing in ministry. What a peculiar season the past four years have been with everything happening throughout the world. Yet, look around. You are here. You are gathered together in different times and different avenues, and you're here to gather for worship because the good news of Jesus Christ is still very much alive, and you are still called to be the hands and feet of Christ in and for this world to share that good news. What does that mean? It means that you are called to plug in and to be active in the church's ministries. This church is blessed to have so many people sharing in the church's ministry. Just to name a few, the Whithouse Food Pantry takes well over 30 folks a week to operate, and they do a fantastic job caring for your neighbors. The hospitality team, which includes greeters and ushers and security uh, members and communion stewards and acolytes and so much more, rotate over 50 members to make each Sunday of the month go smoothly. And between the services and during seasonal events, small groups of all ages gather for Bible study, and several members rotate to lead those classes. Friends, this church, your church, is alive and it's growing. And as much as you share in the ministry today, there is always, there is always room for others to be involved. So as you are growing, there is space for more greeters and ushers and teachers and meal preparers and prayer warriors and communion caregivers, and the list just goes on. There is something for everyone here to be a part of, something for everyone here to share in the ministry of your church. And that, my friends, is an exciting community to be a part of. Throughout history, communities used stories to name their values. In the present, right now, communities are active in writing their stories that will be shared in the future. Stories that reflect their values of today. Paragold First United Methodist Church, your story shares your values of loving God, serving people, and making a difference. It's a great story. It's one that goes back over 100 years and nearly 100 years here in this location. 
Today is an exciting time to be a part of your church because your story is being written right now and it will develop in the days to come of how you love God, how you served people, how you made a difference. So as you go forward, hear the wisdom and the echoes of Jethro's words. Encourage one another to seek after God. Teach others about Jesus and be a part of the ministry of the church. For you are a hero of the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about First United Methodist Church by going to our website at www.fumcparagold.org. May God bless you this week.